Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. My mentality is I, I want to do better and be better and grow and shoot for the stars. And I think that's even how I coach my team now is, you know, holding such high expectations for the group. Um, I did that for myself. So even as I started to realize that potential, I, I wanted to set my sight on the greatest opportunity that I could find. And our guest this week, Janelle Benner. She is the head field hockey coach at Division Three Ursinus College, one of the top programs going. And Janelle, thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I guess my first question is, after losing 2020 to COVID, just how, I would imagine, almost exhilarating was it to get back out there in 2021? I mean, let alone the success you had that we'll talk about, but just getting back into a season. Yeah, it was it was definitely so rewarding to be able to come back and be out on the turf again with with the team. Um, they were so excited just for the opportunity to play. So it, it felt good to be back for sure. How tough was 2020? I mean, obviously it was tough not competing, but just keeping the group connected, staying plugged in, you know, staying focused yourself with so many things going on in the world. I mean, how much of a challenge was it? Right. Yeah, it was it was definitely challenging. I think one of the things that our team did a really great job of over that time is um, kind of rebranding ourselves, figuring out who we were, who we wanted to be, um, re-identifying what our core values are. So we tried to use that time really wisely um, instead of just sulking and being upset that we couldn't compete. Um, we played as much as we could, um, but we had a lot of restrictions. So we spent a lot of time on figuring out what we wanted to do as we were returning to play. So let's talk a little bit about the 2021 season. You guys get to the NCAA tournament where we talk about actually getting out there and competing. Uh, what were the, the keys to success? What allowed this group to, to, to reach the levels it did? Uh, I think a couple things this year, uh, we really started to focus on, as I was saying, we, we kind of revamped who we are, what our team culture was, um, how we were going to define who we were and what we wanted. Um, so we really spent a lot of time in preseason and going into the early parts of the season um, being intentional with those things. Um, one of the elements was just being a little bit more fearless. And um, that that whole concept of just getting outside your comfort zone, pushing beyond your limits, um, that, that fearlessness was really a huge key for us to um, get to where we we finished this season in the NCAA tournament. Um, we play in a very tough conference. So for us to be able to stay um, kind of true to ourselves through that whole um, season was really a challenge. But I think that that's what really helped us get through. So let's talk a little bit about your story. I'm fascinated. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on, outstanding athlete in field hockey and also high-level musician playing the violin. Growing up, were they simultaneous interests? Did you start in music and then got drawn to athletics but maintained? Kind of how did that come together? Because it's not often you'll see people maybe excel in one, dabble in the other, but to be at a high level at both is really something. 
Yeah, I actually started with music. I was three years old and my mom got me involved in um, taking some violin lessons um, really, really early. So I didn't know any better. That was kind of what I was thrown into, but I definitely loved it and pursued it. And, and it stuck with me throughout all through college. Um, as I was growing up too, uh, my, my dad was huge in sports. So we started kind of from an early age too, just being involved in softball and lots of different things as I was younger. Um, but I didn't really get into field hockey until middle school. So if feels like nowadays that feels really late <laughs> to be starting. Um, but um, I guess when in my time, which doesn't feel like that long ago, but um, we really started um, closer to the kind of the middle school age, um, picking up that sport and, and really thriving in that area as well. Um, but it was definitely challenging, especially at the college level, trying to really focus on high level hockey. I was at division one program. So um, really intense with what that schedule looked like and having to balance that with my um, orchestra concerts and all of those different things is, was not a typical um, balance, I think, for, for my coach to have to handle and also my, um, my director and the orchestra director as well. Always the violin or did you play a lot of different instruments kind of young and then kind of settled on the violin or how did it, what, what was your, your story there? Yeah, I started with the violin, as I had mentioned, at three, um, but then I also picked up the piano when I was little as well. I forget how old exactly I was when I picked up the piano, um, and then that was pretty much it until I got to the college level, and I ended up majoring in music education. So with that major, you have to dabble in all of the instruments, so I was able to kind of pick up a lot of different instruments and found some some new interest, nothing that really stuck, so it's really just the violin that that stuck through that all. So at that young age, as a playing music, playing the violin and then the piano, was it just lessons? Were you performing? I mean, obviously, maybe school band, stuff like that. But were you performing on a bigger stage than most kids that are playing instruments that young? Uh, not, not really. I think we, we definitely did a ton of lessons. That was a weekly thing, like for my whole life. Um, and we did have a focus on, um, performing in not just my, my lesson was able to, we, we got like groups together and were able to do some performing on weekends here and there, but it was not until really middle school, or I guess it was more so high school that I was really in, engaged in the performance element. And that's when I started to be involved in an orchestra. Um, but I guess through middle school and then into high school, I did like district district orchestra and um, county orchestra, things like that. So I was performing kind of at a, a little bit of a higher level than, you know, some of the some of the other kids that maybe weren't um, wanting to pursue um, music. So that was um, that was my my ma major focus, I guess. Um, and then I also did weddings. Um, my sister also plays the violin or played the violin. Um, so my sister and I got a little string quartet together when we were in high school and we were um, hired out to play at weddings. And it was a really cool thing um, as a high school student to be able to make some money that way, too. What kind of music did you focus on? I mean, play weddings. You know, there, there's obviously kind of a built in thing what you're going to hear there. But what, what did you like to play or what do you like to play? Uh, so growing up, it was almost always classical music. I 
into college, I got a little bit more expanded into different genres, but, um, but that was, that was the main thing. Um, and then I now get to play, I don't play as much as I'd like to, but I, I am involved on, at least on weekends, occasionally at my church, I'm able to play on the worship band. Um, and, and that's very different than the, cl- the classical training that I got. That's different feel, but, um, I at least get to still play a little bit now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one thing that I am very much into the field hockey world now as a full-time coach. Um, so I, I wish I could pick up a little bit more music than I do. So you say field hockey a little later than other sports went, what was the introduction? Was it, you just wanted to try it? Did you have friends playing it? Did it just look cool to try kind of, how did you get your foot in the door with the sport overall? Yeah. So I went to a very small, um, middle school and um, my cousin actually was the field hockey coach. So I think that was the interest that she pulled me along to. And my older sister too, happened to also be playing field hockey. Um, So I, I followed in their footsteps to, try it. And I loved it. I, I absolutely fell in love with the sport. I, I played lots of different sports, especially in middle school. I, I played three sports. I was doing basketball and then um, softball as well. Um, and then in high school, I ended up just kind of paring down to field hockey and basketball for the first couple of years, and then just field hockey for the last couple of years. Um, so I, it definitely was my strongest interest once I was introduced to the sport. What'd you love about it? Um, it's such a technical game, um, but you still have to be super um, thoughtful. I, I love the tactics of field hockey and how intentional you um, can be to just, um, yeah, figure out what the other team is doing. I, I, I don't know. I just love that element of the game and figuring out how to tactically um, beat the other the other team. Um, but at the, the same time, it's this very difficult sport, I think, to pick up because it, it has a lot of techniques. You're not just running around. And um, I, I don't want to put down any other sport, of course, but um, the, with just stick and ball, hand-eye coordination, and then the athleticism and the tactical element of the game, there's just so many different elements that intrigued me and I really fell in love with. You're, uh, you were obviously an athlete. Were you good at field hockey right away? Or was there a, a little bit of a learning curve? Um, I, I picked it up pretty quickly. Um, I, I definitely felt like it took me some time to settle into the sport, but I, I was, I was a quick learner. I'll say, I'll say it that way. Um, I started actually, because my cousin was the coach in middle school, I started a year earlier. She let me practice with the team when I was a fifth grader, um, instead of, you know, you normally have to be in sixth grade. So I think that year was my learning curve. I was able to practice without that like element of performance or like being on, on game day. And then by the time I was at sixth grade, I felt like I had a pretty good handle on the sport. You went to Lancaster Mennonite high school. Am I correct? I did. Yes. Adding, you grew up in like Lancaster area, Mount Joy. Mount Joy. Yep. So you talked about kind of as you're going through and you're going through high school, you whittle down to two sports and then it becomes field hockey. Was there a moment in that progression when you start to think field hockey's got a chance to take me places like I can go and play this at a high level in college? Uh, was that something that kind of you came to that or does a coach or somebody in your family say, Hey, you're really good at this. Have you thought about this? You know, what was that like? 
Yeah, I had a lot of awesome coaching mentors as I grew up through through the high school experience. And then I just had some other um, coaches that I had gotten to know even through a, a club um, situation. Um, and I think it was through them that I started to realize my potential in the sport. And um, I, I tried to remain, cont- uh, or, and I still do, <laughs> try to be a very humble person and, um, and not think, you know, oh, I can do this or go anywhere or do anything. Um, but at the same time, like that's kind of my, um, my mentality is I, I want to do better and be better and grow and, um, shoot for the stars. And I think that's even how I coach my team now is, you know, holding such high expectations for the group. Um, I did that for myself. So even as I started to realize that potential, I, I wanted to set my sight on, you know, the greatest opportunity that I could find. Um, because I, I, thought and had confidence that I, if with a lot of work and with some coaching that I could be successful. So, um, yeah, I think it was at the high school level, maybe junior year that I started to realize, yeah, I think I want to do this in college and pursue some other, um, career opportunities perhaps in that as well. Kind of take me through, you know, junior, senior year, you're playing field hockey at a high level, music at a high level, uh, juggling studies, getting ready for college. What was kind of the average day like? Did you have a routine where you would fit in practicing the violin and practicing field hockey, let alone traveling for games, stuff like that? No, by the way, you know, homework and stuff like that. How much, how challenging was all that? Yeah, it was challenging at the high school level. Um, and it only got, you know, way more scheduled at the collegiate level. Um, I, I remember just feeling like I didn't have very much time off, <laughs> very many breaks. Um, and I really felt um, I, I was a good student. I really wanted to do well in, in the classroom. So I didn't want the homework to be the one thing that got put to the wayside because I was studying or because I was playing hockey or also playing the violin. Um, so I think one of the things that I learned, and this was probably from a very early age, is um, to be very organized. And that organization and structure and just routine really helped me at my um, in my high school career and then how and why I was successful, I think, at the collegiate career, because you got to be focused and you have to be organized and you have to be, um, you know, in a good routine to get all of the things done. I'm curious how high level athletics and high level music, do they complement each other in the way that it's kind of a different circle? So you get a release in a different way and it maybe helps prevent getting burnt out or, or tired of something that you've constantly got something you love that you can recharge. It's completely different than maybe what you had done the day before or earlier in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think burnout is a true real thing. And, um, I think that was one of the saving graces that I had in, in college specifically that, you know, coming off of a, a really tough, um, practice or a game or something and being able to go into the music studio and be in my own space and just play, um, it is a a different feel and a different, I had a different circle of friends, of course, at the in the music world than I did with my, with my teammates and with the athletes. So, um, Um, I do think that that was a really great balance just for my mental state to be able to have um, both options, different releases for stress or energy or whatever it is. So I enjoyed that. We've mentioned you talked in college, you went to Old Dominion, uh, you play field hockey there. What sold you 
on Old Dominion? Were there other schools or kind of once you got introduced to them, you know, it, it was that was going to be the path? Yeah, I um, I was looking at some other options. I I really wanted to play at the highest level at whatever division that I felt like was a good fit for me. So I remember when I was visiting colleges, I went to at the time, you know, your best division three schools, your best division two schools, and um, some of the top division one schools that were interested also in in me potentially. Um, so I um, I went to a couple different places, but as soon as I set foot on, um, on the campus at Old Dominion, I knew that that was the place for me. Um, I remember on my recruit visit, um, the coach had had told me that, you know, I, I needed a lot of work. Um, and I remember thinking like, what a great thing to say to somebody like me who like, I would take that as a challenge, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in and here we go. And I'm, I'm ready to um, try my best to, to be successful at this level. Um, but I, I'm so glad that she took a chance on me because I feel like um, that was the right fit for me. What was the adjustment period to college field hockey? Like, was it overwhelming at first or did you pretty immediately feel like, well, I, you know, they say you need a lot of work. I think it's one thing, the coach looking at you and you looking at yourself as far as how comfortable you are uh, at that level, speed of the game an issue at first, like what was, you know, those first few practices that maybe that whole first few first semester, like, right. Yeah. So there was a huge adjust adjustment even just the speed of the game, as you mentioned, um, that uh, the, the fact that I was playing at the high school level, primarily on grass at the time um, and transitioning to AstroTurf surface, that is a totally different field hockey game um, just in and of itself. So I, I really had to work hard at that adjustment. Um, one of the things just reflecting back on that time was I, I just remember wanting to come every day and give my very best. And I, I had high expectations for myself, but I was also um, remained humble in that with, with like, you know, I'm here, I have the, been given this opportunity, I'm just gonna do my very best every day. So I tried to bring confidence, even though I was like learning and soaking in so much. Um, and I, I remember telling my dad right before the first game, like, no, oh, don't worry. We were, I think, going into Michigan State or, you know, somewhere a little bit further along. And I was like, don't worry about coming. Like, I'm not going to play. Like, that's not. And um, I, I started that game. <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? You, you know, didn't even think that you were going to, um, you know, get an opportunity to play. And, and here I was, um, you know, kind of exceeding my own expectations, I guess, for my first year. Um, so the transition was difficult, but I also felt like I was able to settle in relatively quickly and, and kind of find my stride. I'm curious about the grass versus turf thing, because a lot of times it's the little things like that that you never that aren't on the checklist when you're kind of putting things together. Did that really catch you by surprise how much different the game was? Had you had any, you know, maybe a one off game in a tournament or something on turf or was it completely like, whoa, this is different? Yeah, I, I guess my only experience with a lot of or with turf was if I would go to a summer camp and that that summer camp was often at a, either college campus or um, some sort of 
turf opportunity. So I was able to get a feel for what that would look like or feel like um, at least sprinkled throughout my high school career. So I knew what was coming. It was just, I I was not used to playing on that surface every single day. Um, And the decisions that you have to make with the game and how quickly you have to make those decisions because the ball's flying by a lot quicker. So um, that was definitely something that I, I knew was going to be a challenge before I got there, but I, you know, had to figure it out really quickly once I, once I did get there. And I'm, I'm curious, what's the transition like musically? Yeah. So actually um, I did not think I was going to major in music when I went to Old Dominion. I, I was, I started off in a psychology major and I just, I don't know if it was burnout from, from my, just, I had played for so long and I just didn't think that I wanted to do that with my, uh, for a career. Um, so, but then when I was at Old Dominion, I kept walking by the music building and I just felt like that's where I should be. So I, uh, I very quickly switched my major to music. Um, and then, the transition for that I felt was pretty smooth. Honestly, I, I definitely feel like I got very high level training um, right here in Lancaster County. I had an awesome private lesson teacher um, and she really held us, held uh, all of her students to a very high standard. So I was used to kind of the very detailed um, instruction and, and that push. So I felt like that was a really good, easy transition to kind of what that felt like at the college level. Did you have anyone along the way because they're two different worlds and I'm sure they each want so much of your attention kind of question. Are you sure you're going to be able to keep doing this? You sure you want to keep doing this? I don't even mean that in like a bad faith way, but just like, it's a lot. Like, did you have people have discussions like that with you? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I had those discussions, but I think that we're, it was almost only after kind of, a. uh, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it. I guess just making sure that I was mentally able to handle it all. Um, because I think you're right. It, it, it is a lot. It's two different worlds that are trying to intersect a little bit. Um, but I, I really felt like I was up for that challenge and I enjoyed both things so much. It's, it's like some of those athletes that come out of the high school experience and just can't choose one sport and decide to be a dual sport athlete in at, in college, um, it's, it felt like the same thing for me. Like I can't, I can't pick just one. Like I, I really need to work out how to balance those two things. Um, but I, I do remember there were some very clear conflicts with my field hockey game schedule and an orchestra concert and, you know, trying to get the two worlds to work together a little bit, um, was, was challenging. And I, it only happened thankfully once where we had a, a huge conflict and, um, we were able to work it out so I could still attend. Um, cause I ended up being the, the concert mistress of the orchestra. So I like couldn't miss the orchestra. It's not like I'm, you know, sitting in the back row. I, I need to be at the concert and I also of course need to be at the game. Um, so I was thankful that that for the most part, it worked out. Was it stressful because you care about both things so much and not wanting to to give less to either? Like, you know, I'm the type of personality that I I worry about everything and I I, any little thing that goes wrong, I kind of internalize it and stuff like that. And I wonder, you know, trying to do that, you're so passionate about both. Both really need you. but you can only be in one place at one time. Like, was it a, was it stressful? 
Um, I, I wouldn't say stressful. I, I definitely felt pulled at times, but I, I also felt like because I was very, um, very committed to both programs and they knew that and, and I did everything I could to be the best that I could for each individual program. So I don't think anybody ever questioned my time commitment or my effort or my, um, yeah, my, my fit into those two different things. And, and because of that, I didn't feel like I was being um, told like, oh, you need to spend more time practicing. You're not doing enough or on that, on the hockey side of things, like, no, you, you need to come in for extra work because this is not, you're, you're falling behind in this, in this area. So I didn't feel like I was letting anybody down <laughs> along the way, which, which maybe is why I didn't feel stressful. Um, just from a scheduling standpoint, that that's the biggest thing is just, I was, always on the go. And my, my calendar looked ridiculous with like all of the things that I needed to accomplish in a day um, to, to just be able to fit it all in. And you mentioned concert mistress. That was for the Old Dominion Symphony Orchestra. What is yeah. that role as opposed to just being a violin player? Yeah, so I was the the lead violinist. So I would, you know, stand up at the beginning and and tune the orchestra, and then you know the my section was following me and following my my cues and my leads. So um, that that was a, a different role, um, just to kind of be a leader in that way. Um, and and I I really felt lucky to be able to be in that role because that's that's definitely an honor to be selected for that time for a break on one-on-one we will have more with our sinus college head field hockey coach janelle benner right after this and we are back our guest this week is janelle benner head field hockey coach at division three or sinus college so let's pivot back to the old dominion field hockey career you have a ton of success i think you guys win three conference titles you go to the ncaa tournament you get to the final four twice if I ask you about your favorite memories of playing field hockey at ODU, what's at the top of the list? Oh, there are so many. Um, I, I honestly, I loved the experience at the NCAA tournament, um, especially the final fours. Obviously that's kind of the, the big goal for every team is to get to that final weekend um, and, and to be able to compete for the championship. Um, so I was so fortunate to be able to do that um, twice, once my freshman year and then my senior year. Um, so that felt really rewarding to be just a participant. And um, my senior year, I was a captain that year too. So like just being able to lead the team um, to that point uh, was really, really rewarding. Um, but I honestly, it was the day-to-day, it was the practices. I, I, I practice person. I love coming to practice and learning. And, and again, that's like my, my mindset of like the growth that, that happens in a practice is just so fulfilling to me. So I loved those practice days where we were figuring things out, um, sweating together, um, really trying to uh, work hard to be the very best that we could be. I think you mentioned final four freshman, final four senior. Talk to me. Do they hit differently? Like when you get that final four as a freshman, I would imagine, I mean, it's obviously joy and a feeling of accomplishment, but does it hit different as a young freshman as opposed to a seasoned senior? Yeah, it does. I, I felt like my freshman year, I was um, doing my very best to be a good uh, role player, part of the group and, you know, just do everything I can to help support this very seasoned and talented team. Um, so it's kind of going along for the ride in a way, uh, because they were, they were, there were so many talented players above me that were, were leading the charge. Um, 
And then just from a yeah senior year, it just, it feels like this is it for me. I want to put it all, all on the line and not that I, I wouldn't have, you know, said that I gave everything I, I had my freshman year, but you know, you know, it's a different feel as a, as a leader, as a senior that um, kind of seeing the growth of, of um, the team throughout the season and myself through four years. It, yeah, it definitely felt like um, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't say, um, more of a weight, but also like, I felt more responsibility, I guess my, my senior year to, to pull the team along with me. When does, and listening to you talk about your field hockey career and your role with the orchestra leadership, obviously is just kind of a, almost a natural thing for you. So was coaching always something that you kind of figured was going to be in your, on your path? Yeah, I definitely always thought I would coach. I wouldn't have told you even in college that I thought I would coach collegiately, honestly. Um, that kind of just happened. Um, I, I just felt like I was going to be an orchestra director and coach high school field hockey. And that was that was my um, kind of my niche. And, um, and that's where I started. I, I did that right out of college as I, I did both of those things um, in Lancaster County. And I, I definitely loved it. But then when I got the opportunity to coach at the collegiate level, I, I signed up right away and said, yep, that looks really amazing. So, um, so I've been at her sinus since. I think it was at Mannheim central where you, yeah. you started out. Yeah. Um, was it a similar, I would imagine not quite as intense juggling act as when you were uh, in college, but coaching, you know, orchestra director, did you have to do kind of some of the similar things of, of piecing together practice times for both and making sure the schedules and give yourself enough time to get from A to B and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I guess it was not as challenging because most of the orchestra responsibilities were within the school day. And then the um, most of the field hockey responsibilities were after the school day. So it, it flowed a little bit more um, organically, which was good. Um, but there were definitely lots of weekend conflicts, things to work out because orchestra events and special things happen sometimes on Saturdays as do some games. So there were some things that I had to juggle for, for sure um, to have both of those worlds. Um, I think the biggest thing that was a challenge for me actually in that in that role was um, really feeling the weight of both programs because I was at the high school level. So I felt like theater programs were my responsibility, even though I, I didn't have my hands directly in, you know, middle school field hockey or middle school orchestra, but like they have to be strong if I want a strong high school program. Um, so I, I just felt like that was, it was a lot, those two umbrellas of like big, you know, big systems that I need to be really thinking about the grassroots and, and how are we getting really good talent to, to get up to the high school level. How did the, and I'll use coaching for both, you know, is it the same toolbox of skills you're using to coach and direct and, you know, funnel kids in the right direction? Or do you find yourself have that you're utilizing different parts of what you know to how to motivate and all on the music side than you were on the athletic side? That's a good question. I, I actually think it's a really similar set of skills. I, I really feel like 
Um, why I was so successful as an athlete and as a musician myself is what I is discipline and and some of those just real basic things like commitment, discipline, um, work ethic, and and those things go in hand in hand when it comes to music or athletics. Um, so yeah, like leading a group along, I I need to be clear, be focused, have high expectations for my, my two groups and all of those different things. As far as like my leadership style, I think, um, I could, I, I'm, I was the same type of leader for both, uh, for both groups. Um, now obviously there are different types of kids that are in those two different worlds. So kind of adapt with, um, personalities and with, um, their goals, but, but yeah, from a leadership standpoint, I, I was able to pull from a similar or the same toolbox. So you said you didn't, you wouldn't have imagined coaching collegiately. You start at Mannheim Central. You're there for a few seasons. And then I think 2010, the opportunity to come on staff as associate head coach, assist with Adder Sinus. What's the, how's that come together? You know, what's the chain of events that, that brings you to Collegeville? Right. So, um, our, our current athletic director, um, at Ursinus, um, Laura Mullican was the field hockey coach before. Um, and, um, once I learned of the opportunity that, that, that job, she was transitioning from the head field hockey coach to her current role as an administrator. Um, so once that position kind of became available, um, I was <clears throat> extremely interested because I, I knew that the storied success at Ursinus and I could see myself, um, coaching at the collegiate level. I just hadn't thought about it before. I guess when I was coming out of college, I just kind of assumed that I wanted to do both. Um, you know, I, I majored in music education, so it felt like that was what I should go do. Um, but again, when I, when I heard of the opportunity to be a full-time field hockey coach, I wanted to give that a go and see if that was, was something that I, I really wanted to do. And, um, I've been super, super happy at our sinus. It's such a great place to work. Um, and it's just a, um, a, a really awesome, um, opportunity to work with student athletes and be outside. I mean, I just love all elements of, of what that day-to-day -day looks like with my team um, and to play uh, and coach and all of the, all of those different things. So I, I don't um, regret in any way um, kind of saying goodbye to the music element a little bit um, with, with that transition. Um, although I do wish I could play a little bit more than I do. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that's kind of how it all started. So what is that year as associate head coach, like kind of knowing that that transition is happening, you know, you're, you're fulfilling roles, you know, in the moment, but also kind of everything with an eye to the future. Right. Yeah. So that, that whole role was to help in the transition, um, knowing that I would be named the head coach the following year. Um, so Laura did an awesome job of, of mentoring me that year and kind of handing things off and trusting me with a lot of things that, um, <clears throat> probably felt, um, I, I don't know from her element, how, how that felt to give me some, some parts of the, um, the, the job to make sure that we were, transitioning into, um, into the following year. Well, but I felt really, really lucky to just have her as my mentor. And I learned a ton on that first year she has built, um, or did build a, a 
great, great success. And so I wanted to just soak in everything I could with how she was approaching her coaching and how I was going to kind of implement my own coaching philosophy and my own style into the program that was already successful. So um, that year was really, really amazing, a great learning opportunity. What was the biggest eye opener to becoming a head coach at the the college level? You had been a high level college athlete, but as someone who has spent a lot of years working around college athletes, a lot of times they don't know how the sausage is made. They just get on the bus and think the food just shows up because that's how it works and stuff. I I say it tongue in cheek, but really like, what was the thing that you were kind of like, was there anything like, oh, wow, I never, I didn't anticipate this was going to fall under my umbrella, but it makes sense that it does. Yeah. um, Well, I knew this is the one thing that really I think was most challenging for me to adapt to is the whole world of recruiting, um, because that's just not something that you do at the high school level. And obviously, high school coaches have a role in the recruiting process. But I just had no idea what from a college coach perspective, what that looked like. And um, I, I was really I had to work really hard at, you know, how is, how is I going to approach that and um, make sure that I was bringing in high level athletes and um, building relationships with, with recruits, like from a freshman year and, and all of that. So it just was really eye opening to me from the get go with what that process looked like. Um, everything else I, I anticipated, I just didn't realize maybe the, the amount of um, amount of time that it would take to yeah facilitate the, the busing, the meals and all of the different things of, of the program. Um, but I at least like had that on my radar. <laughs> um, but the other, the re- recruiting element, I was, I was not fully prepared for. How long does it take to feel comfortable as the head coach? I would imagine that first year was huge in the transition, but just also kind of getting your feet on the ground with the campus and the kids and, and the program and all that, how much did that maybe accelerate uh, the feeling of comfort your first full year as the head coach? Yeah, it, it was tremendously helpful um, because I had, um, as an associate head coach, I, I was being mentored as uh, I was also taking on some of those roles. Um, but also the, the nice thing was the year that I was on my own as the head coach, I still had my mentors literally still on campus um, to, to help me through whatever it is that I felt like I was still um, needing some guidance with. So um, that transition went super smoothly. Um, I definitely felt like <clears throat> yeah, that I, I couldn't have asked for a better way to be introduced into um, kind of all, all that it takes to be a head coach. Um, definitely figuring out that first year as a head coach, um, I think the biggest transition or the biggest struggle for me was um, to make it my own, um, especially because every, you know, as I transitioned and, and kind of saw how it was done before, um, I can't be somebody else. I need to be myself and, and coach the way I know how to coach, but I also didn't want to lose traditions that the team really cared about and things like that. So um, <clears throat> that was a really important for, thing for me to be able to kind of figure out what was, what I wanted to keep, what I needed to change um, and kind of make, make my own. When you think about your decade as head coach to this point, what are you most proud of? Wow. What a good question. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most proud of um, in this, in, in the last 10 years is just 
year after year, um, seeing the growth for each particular team. Um, I definitely have a reputation of having very high expectations for my group. Um, and, and one of the things that we talk, talked a lot about even this past year was um, how to how to not just reach for the expectations, but also um, not fear failure in the process. And I think that's one of the, the you know, biggest joys of my job is to be able to uh, mentor these young women into getting outside their comfort zone, being okay with um, failing and failing forward and feeling big and, and just figuring out how to be better um, at whatever they're doing, um, both on the field or off the field. Um, so I think just looking back and just kind of reflecting on each group and where we started and how far we came in just such a short amount of time um, in, in a fall season is, is really, really rewarding. Have you changed as a coach over the years? You know, I mean, every coach changes year to year based on who's on the roster and stuff like that. But your approach, maybe how you deal with the kids, you know, are you a little were you a little harsher as a younger coach and or vice or maybe the opposite? Have you changed? Uh, I, I think I have. I, I think um, my first couple years, I was really intentional. I think because of my age, I felt a little bit closer in age, um, just coming off of, um, I, I was just at the high school level for three years. So I don't know what age that puts me, maybe 24, um, you know, coming into a collegiate setting where I'm working with some players that might be 21. Um, so my, because my, my age was, um, young, I was younger. I felt like I put up some very, um, intentional walls, um, to maybe not, um, you know, I, I wanted to be careful with those boundaries, um, with, you know, being a coach and not a friend and things like that. Um, and, and what I've discovered is that some of those walls need to stay and did stay and some needed to break down a little bit. Some of the things that I was, um, not opening up with my team about, or, or not, um, kind of being a little bit more willing to be transparent in certain elements of, you know, um, getting to know them further off the field and, and kind of, um, really mentoring them outside of field hockey as well. So I think those are the things that changed the most is kind of figuring out what that looks like. Um, as I got a little bit older and more experienced. I'm curious, as you talk about being close in age, and I've talked to a lot of coaches like that, was there a moment when you realized you're not that close in age to them anymore? Cause I know like working in a newsroom, I was one of the younger people in the KYW newsroom. And then there was, I couldn't tell you specifically, but there's one day somebody was talking about a TV show and I just kind of turned around. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Did you have a, one or two of those moments where yeah. you were kind of like, oh, all right, it's it's kind of different now. I don't have to wor maybe worry about that as much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just every year. And it's been a few years, too, that this has been happening. But um, when we do just little um, get to know you games or ways to split up the team and, um, you know, I've done like, you know, oldest to youngest or by birthdays or birth year. And it was one of those times where I'm like, they're, they're giving me the birth, year, their birth year. And that's when I was like graduating high school. I'm like, what is, is happening? Um, so I think that that's when I started to realize, yep, there's, there's quite a gap now. So I don't need to worry so much about um, feeling like that, that, um, you know, that wall needs to be up as high as it was before, because I wanted to be intentional with boundaries. 
you've had so much success at our sinus. We talked about making the NCAA tournament this year. You've made multiple appearances. You've won multiple Centennial Conference championships. And as you said, the Centennial is a grind. It really is. National semifinals. What is your, I ask you what you're most proud of, but, but from a purely kind of maybe game memory or accomplishment memory, what's at the top of the list for your time at the Bears? Uh, I, I think our two seasons that we went to the final four um, at, when I was the head coach um, are probably my most memorable. Um, that first year was um, in 2011. We, we upset a couple teams to get to the f- final four. That was one of those journeys where uh, we were exceeding some expectations, even that we had um, for, for maybe ourselves um, and, and others probably had for us, but um, that was really exciting because we had some of those games where um, we were outshot quite a bit, but still walked away with the win. So that that's one of those. Um, now it, it's gone the other way since. So I, I feel, I feel the pain for that um, from a, yeah, anyway, from, from a different perspective. Um, but the other year that we went to the final four in 2015, that was such a, a great year, um, just from a competition and success standpoint, when, when you're just, you know, looking at wins and losses and, um, our journey to the final four that year was, um, very different than my other final four journey. Um, we were, beating teams, um, to get to the final four a little bit more, um, fluidly. And it just felt like this team was, they were super talented and, and had a lot of the elements, good leadership on the, on the field and things like that, that we really need to be successful. So I think those are the two years and, and specifically the, like the NCAA tournament building up to the final four, those, those two years were really, um, kind of top memories when it comes to competition. And I'm curious, you're one of the few people, I think, that has competed in a Final Four as a player and coached in a Final Four. What is what is more satisfying, getting there as a player or getting there as a coach, or are they equally satisfying but in different ways? They're, they're equally satisfying in different ways. I, I think that as a player, um, there's, there's so much that goes into that um, just from, you know, it field hockey is a player's game. So when you're out, when you're on game, when it's game day, it's really the the players that are making things happen. Um, Obviously they they need good coaching to be able to get their, their structure and kind of their strategy and all of the skills build up to that point. But on the actual day of the game, that's, you know, the player it's in the player's hands. Um, And I say that because that's probably one of the things that I Um, don't like about the coaching element is that I'm on the sideline and I can't, um, I can't do more on game day. I wish I could do more on game day as a coach. Um, So I think that's why, you know, from a coaching standpoint, it's super satisfying to get to the final four because I feel like, um, you know, I've I've done what I needed to do to, to um, build their success and, and give them the tools that they need, but them also like very proud of them because they are the ones that got themselves there. They're the ones that competed on those days that um, they needed to walk away with the win to be able to move on and to be able to get to the final four. So um, yeah, both are, are really rewarding for sure. And my final question to go back to your music background, what is your favorite piece to play? If you could only play one piece of music on the violin, what would it be? Oh my, that's quite the question. Um, 
can I pick a composer <laughs> and anything in that realm? I'll allow it. Okay. Um, so I am a real big fan of Vivaldi. I don't know if you've ever heard of Vivaldi, mm -hmm. but um, I, I think that there are so many different pieces that I've performed over the years. And I just, for some reason, really love um, that type of music. So that would be my, that would be my pick, I guess. Janelle Benner, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. And that will do it for this week's episode. Want to thank our side as college head field hockey coach Janelle Benner for being our guest this week. If you like the show and you want to help us out, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. Now you can follow the show on Twitter at one on one pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to join us again next week when we bring you another conversation with someone you should know more about.